Sometimes I worry I that love it. my boobs are crushing the baby. I've had my I had a serious concern and I So here we are, the familiar sounds of our theme song by What Does It Eat is piping in over the speakers. And this is a very special jam-packed episode. And what makes it extra special is that instead of three time zones this week, we are in two time zones because the sisters are together in Berkeley, California. How are you guys? We're great. great. Well, I'm, I might be having like a minor contraction right now, <laughs> but other than that, I'm great. So this is a very special moment in family history. It is December 13th when we are recording this. It is hours before Becky's birthday, possibly hours before she gives birth, although we don't know 100%, but we're in the final zone We're of waiting game. Waiting game, exactly. And we wish her good health and a bisha atova. Um, and uh, let's start with um, a check in with you guys on what has the scene been like? You have mom and dad and Lily and her family all in living in Becky's living room. Um, Doing, I, Lama, I, doing Lamaze together. That is what okay, I'm imagining. I feel like the, I, I'm just going to quickly describe it by explaining that yada, yada, yada. We need to buy a new bed frame for mom and dad for the guest room. And Lily got into such, um, such, such a bevy frenzy that the bed frame, we're getting it for half the price delivered and assembled for free. <laughs> so that's the scene here. There is... Um, so essentially, like, the gravitational force of all of you in Berkeley together is yeah. is is making things physically cheaper in stores. That's how strong just, the force of like, the whole family together. It's like um, it's like a tornado of Corman women. Uh, I don't even know how like, to organization prep and support. And, and, like and dad's just building wood, like wood structures. And dad's just building wood structures. Yeah. Exactly. Say, like my freezer is overflowing with like all the food mom's cooked lily is like i've done all out. the laundry lily's done all the laundry cleaned every crevice organized every piece of baby item um you know and dad dad's kind of just puttering around I'd say puttering is the right word he's more just puttering around you know loading the dishwasher perfectly Loading the dishwasher perfectly, dad style stuff. Okay, yeah. all right. So, but he's not, not doing like full Ewok village of birdhouses in your backyard. No, no, because there's a lot of other construction going on, and like Vlad's taking on that. So it's sort of like, you know, I think once the big construction is completely finished, then dad can start doing his like little. Yeah, creations. he's just he's doing his little. Look, dad, dad upgrades are incredible. The shed we have in our backyard quadrupled in its storage ability. Dad went in there for like three afternoons in a row, and boom, we had five extra shelves, thirty-two hooks. All part of the plan is for dad to just get frustrated with things in my house and upgrade them for me. <laughs> That's, that's literally I, I, I actually think that is a theory theory of change corporations use to get executives to make changes. That's cool. So well, that's not fast enough in this house. We need I, I can't wait to be there with you guys next week. Ideally, we will be oh, recording. Sorry. Is it next week? Not next week. I, ideally, we will be recording together, not next week, but the following week. And um, 
And in addition to recording together and recording our I, our Star Wars Last Jedi um, reactions, because none of us have seen it yet as of now, I'm on complete social media lockdown, we will also get to hear how the Becky seeing Star Wars The Last Jedi plan turned out. What is the latest from California? I'm going to just jump on, in here. Latest oh, is. <laughs> latest is. Becky has the tickets. Oh. Becky has the tickets. Pre-bought. Well done. Is, I'm very proud of you. Well done. Plan is. She's made it this far. It's her birthday tomorrow. The movie opens tomorrow. She's going to tell her baby just to stay in until at least the movie's finished. And then it can be born on Friday, not her birthday. So she can go into labor after Star Wars. But I also feel like if I went into like a little bit of labor during Star you Wars, like how often the water con- doesn't break? You can right. Just sit like there. how often yeah. you can try I can I bring mean, that little pad with me. This one is supposedly stuff. like two and a half yes. hours long. Okay, so, so I Becky's think. Bring a waterproof pad okay. to sit on, on the movie theater chair in case her water breaks. And then like how often do the first contractions even come? Like every day. And is? like you can definitely sit and watch a two hour movie, no right, problem. Right. It's fine. That's okay. brilliant. But. Because yeah. it's opening tomorrow, the plan is that we have tickets for the 7.30 show. <gasps> I am going to go, Becky recommends, at least an hour before. What do you think, two hours before? I don't want to go two hours before. An I don't hour care before? that much about this You movie. don't have reserved seats? No, we, I couldn't reserve seats at this, at this screening. I think if I go an hour before and wait online, I can get us decent seats. And then, like, this giant pregnant woman can just show up right as the movie starts. And she doesn't have to wait in line. Yeah, that's a great idea. Earlier than that, come on. Guys. Well, you know what's really cool though is that I'm going at 9:45 tomorrow night. So I broke down and I bought tickets for Thursday night too. I was just like, I can't wait till Friday. I have to go Thursday night. So I've got tickets for 9:45 tomorrow night. So we will essentially be seeing the movie at the same time <gasps> the together. Same time? Simultaneously. Oh my, oh my god, that's like it's so exciting. It's a Friday night movie trifecta. I know. So we can talk right afterwards. I cannot wait. That's going to be so exciting. All right. Well, that those are I, you guys are amazing planners, you know, producers, event planners. I think this is a great plan, and I can't wait to a find out um, how it went and talk about the movie. Um, another important thing going on today it is of course Howie, Howie's birthday. So happy birthday to Howie, happy my birthday, Howie. My, happy birthday, Howie. My musical life partner and composer of the What Does It Eat theme music that we uh, play at the beginning of each episode. So happy birthday, Howie. And he he was listening to the to the podcast the other day as well, um, and uh, and was sending me some fun text messages. So I thought that was pretty cool. And hopefully, did he have the same feedback as all of our other fans? Which is, oh man, this makes me miss you guys so much. Not what a great podcast. No, <laughs> I think at least ten fans. And every time I tell Shy about, oh, we have another you know fan that listens to the podcast. What's their feedback? They just really love hearing our voices. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and and maybe they said that they really liked it, but that wasn't in the message. But I'm just going to pretend well, that they... Well, I, I, I will say some have made requests and... Um, and Which I love. And, and one of them is Cousin David Jove. He, he wrote to me and sending me questions about movie recommendations. Um, and he sent me a New Yorker article with the top 25 movies of the year. And it is, look, let's be clear. I am not a super intellectual, smart person. So maybe I just don't know what, I'm not watching the same movies as the New Yorker crowd. I was aware of three of the movies in the oh, list. Yeah, no, me too. I think I've only heard of three and I've seen one. That being said, I agreed 100% with the New Yorker that the best movie I saw this year was Get Out. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah such a totally agree. Um, for me, it's like Get Out. 
Coco, and then yeah. hopefully The Last Jedi, if all goes well. Um, all right, so uh, it's 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 Hanukkah, and uh, which also makes me miss you guys. I I have so many great Hanukkah memories, including when we moved to Montreal during Hanukkah time, and mom and dad melted the candles into an upside, turned upside down ashtray. I don't know if you guys remember this, in order to, yeah, like... That's amazing. Build that's a, what a great me. Build a Hanukkah in, like, the Sheridan or wherever we were staying in Fairview. Oh, no, maybe? I don't remember. It was it was the Fairview Sheridan or something like oh. that. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys if there are any specific Hanukkah traditions or or memories you wanted to talk about before we get into the meat of today's episode. Oh, I just love being on 792 um, Upper Lands down, best house ever. Being on like and being in the living room and um, doing like lighting the candles in the living room and then just sitting in the the I guess like the back of like behind mm-hmm. where the couches were. It's like a giant empty space. I, I don't know. Now that I think about it, it's kind of funny. Um, and like opening up our calendars and socks, presents that we mostly got. Like I remember the one year we got um, body suits. No, not body suits. <laughs> <laughs> and I both got. Liz was plaid and mine was navy. It was I, such I, a big deal. I remember the body suits, but what I'm talking about is we got Domino Rally oh. the game. Oh, we got that. I yeah. feel like yeah. that is fancy Winter. for us. Yeah, yeah that, that was is. Like a but I think it was the collective gift between the three of us. Yeah. Like, we all got Domino Rally, and I remember that, like, winter break or whatever, we just constantly played Domino Rally in the living room, which is uh, awesome. That living room is, had a lot of, like, just open wooden floor space, and you could do you could play Domino Rally there. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So one of my quirks on Hanukkah it, it is my weird hierarchy of colors for arranging my candles. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure since I was a little kid, I always make my shamash red. And if there's no red blue, but there's no other colors that I allow in the shamash position. And the other quirk I have with my candles is that candles of candles, especially if you like go to Whole Foods, have gotten way too fancy. I like the old-fashioned blue box with Maotsor, not even all of Maotsor, by the way, just like the first sentence of Maotsor written on the back in transliteration. But it just looks like they keep photocopying like old boxes on the back, so oh, you yeah. can't even see all the right. words anymore. It's just like and, and, they, and, and, and they have those swivels in them, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. and and there's it's always fun to try to light two at the same time and see if they'll melt into each other. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with those ones, they always break those candles, and then you have to melt them to. Oh yeah, they they light on fire like toilet paper. Who was one of you was telling me that when you get to the last night and you start lighting them, the who was it was a Lil? Were you telling me that? Yeah, you get to, well. They're all bro- we were just talking about it before. They're all broken. Yeah, and you have to. You have to like the last few ones because you don't want to like buy a new box. You have to melt together so they stand up straight. Yeah. And you and I were talking about yesterday how the like old school candles. You put the first one and like on the last night, and by the time you get to the end, that first one's already halfway melted. Like they burn so fast. Yeah, and then and then instead you get these like fancy beeswax ones with silver coding and nonsense and and that just doesn't feel right Uh, hanukkah to me is kind of a low-key do-it-yourself melt your candles on the upside down ashtray kind of holiday israeli ones 
Oh, sorry. That's actually my alarm going off, telling me that we had the podcast scheduled. Oh, that's good. Soon. So we're ahead of we're ahead of time. Um, yeah. Beck, okay. Beck, do you have any uh, Hanukkah memories? I mean, Hanukkah and your birthday kind of coincide. Like, my, I mean, for me, Hanukkah birthday memories. You know, it's being really, really little, like three, four years old, and having just the most incredible hanukkah themed birthday parties which i loved i loved having these hanukkah themed birthday parties they were amazing i thought it was just the, the coolest theme in the world um and mom would make like little sugar cookies in the shape of like hanukkah paraphernalia like menorahs and dreidels and then we paint them and then we would get we do like mr potato heads made out of real potatoes and then like eat latkes and that's for me just that was the best. Mom was serious about the fact that when she was little, Mr. Potato Head was just a potato. That they just sold a <laughs> potato. Um, no, so I'm actually quite excited that this baby is going to be a Hanukkah baby because then I can redo oh, all those can, birthday like, parties. the tradition. Yeah, all those That's like really Hanukkah cute. birthdays. That's so cool. That is so cool. My kids ended up with these weird summer birthdays. I don't even, I don't, I think it's actual punishment for, for me forgetting <laughs> kids' birthdays at camp in the summer. <laughs> yeah that is really funny. i, I kind of look at them sometime and i'm like who is their birthday in the summer <laughs> um <laughs> i kind of feel like about ari's birthday in march because none of no one like in our media our family is september you know november december and then dad is the outlier in june and like that's it oh dad and even though birthday my husband's birthday is in march sometimes i look at ari and i'm like seriously march so day after your kid day before five days oh, yeah. before i mean you we're september november december which by and the way in my mind yes. like like are the order of the months like because those are the birthdays i can't tell you how many times i've just forgotten october um because those <laughs> that's when our birthdays go but yeah, totally. And look, Allie's birthday's in December, so and we got these two summer birthday kids. It's super weird. Um, all right, well, um, let's get to the meat of today's episode because we are talking about the holidays, and we are bringing back our game buy, rent, or meh. Uh, I, I'd love it if you guys could, could you say the name too? Buy, rent, or meh. At the same, at the same, same time. time. No, separately. Buy, rent, or meh. Buy, rent, or meh. There you go. So exactly. I'm not very good at performing. No, by no, rent no. Or... I, no, I think that's good because each of us has a different interpretation of what maybe man means. So this is going to be an all-holiday edition. Um, I tried to focus on movies that we've all seen. So this is not necessarily the comprehensive list of every single holiday movie. Um, but these are most of these classics. Uh, so shall we get to the game? Mm-hmm. All right. So round one is the family classic, if you will. Home Alone, Elf, Christmas Vacation. Okay, that's almost impossible. That's like impossible. <laughs> These are all hard. Bye, no, you bye, have to, bye. No, you have to choose. Okay, fine. I'm choose. done. Um, I'm, oh, God. Elf is so good. I love that movie oh so God. much. There's so many I'm lines. I'm an angry elf. I'm in Miss Betty with your favorite color. <laughs> So, so my, all right, so Mac, do yours. The world's great. It's got some coffee. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's an angry elf. Okay. I'm going to buy Home Alone, rent Elf. I'm in love and I'm in love and I don't care. Who knows? Maybe I need to buy Elf. No. I love Elf so much. I know. No, I'm going to buy Home Alone. No. You're saying that because you feel like you have to say it, but I think in my longevity of my life so I could watch Elf more Elf has given me more joy. No, but Home Alone has... It's so, like, if you go back and re-watch it, it's, like, 
every scene in that movie You're is. You're right. It's a classic, but I so literally good. have repeated joy from Elf. Like, I can't it's get It's a different kind movie. of joy. I can't get it. I'm going to have like, Christmas to. Vacation. It's good, but I it's not meh. But at the stage in my life right now, I'm going to say, as my life right now, I buy Elf. I rent home alone, and I met Christmas Vacation because if I had to choose this minute to watch one of those three, that would be the third. Okay. Yeah, but I love all three. Like I'm just I'm gonna, gonna I'm just gonna second second Lily's choices in this case. Okay, well I am gonna buy Home Alone. I own Home Alone. We watch it every year at least once or twice. Every moment of that movie gives me joy. To when, especially in the end, when he just brutalizes the robbers. But everything about the first Home Alone to me is amazing. Um, uh, so that is a buy. I am going to rent Christmas Vacation because I've, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that movie. It's hilarious. Arguably, uh, it's not my favorite vacation movie, but it is, it is a solid argument for the best of the vacation series, which is neat to have a movie that's a sequel that is, that is a best in a series. Um, and I'm actually going to go hard meh on Elf. Okay, um, I'm actually gonna make you wait. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you. You're gonna you're gonna find this really interesting. So, a, I, I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. I like Will Ferrell. There are other things where he does his Will Ferrell sort of innocent sweet thing that I like more. But all of the funny lines in it, I find just funny when Lily says them. Like, what's a buddy your favorite color? Like that cracks me up. And then like I watch the movie and I'm like, yeah, eh, I'd rather just call Lily and have her say the funny lines and not have to watch this whole movie. I appreciate movie. that. I'm in love. Um, I'm in love, and I don't, don't care who knows. knows. Yeah, and same thing, Nick. Like I'm you sorry, guys, you guys. So I, if I could buy you guys repeating the lines from the movie, I would buy I, that. But not I guess. The movie. When he says, "I'm sorry, I ruined your lives," and I crammed eleven cookies into the VCR. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> like it's the best. It's the best. And when he goes over the four, the food groups, candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. That's a four food group. <laughs> see? I, hilarious. I still never want to see the movie. Uh, um, so that's Stop a controversial hard man. Um, uh, all right. Round two is the R-rated yeah. Christmas movie collection. Okay. Harold and Kumar Save Christmas. Don't care. Definitely the, mad that. I haven't the, seen it. Okay. The night before, the one with Seth Rogen and um, I haven't seen that and Ben said, no, I, I hated seen any of these. Okay, I so hated. Man, okay, man, man. I haven't seen two out of three, but I can still do it. And bad Santa. And bad hated Santa. that movie. Meh. Carol and Kumar had rent, and the night before has Joseph Gordon Levitt. So yeah, I'm hell yeah. definitely going to buy that because his face is amazing. So. Yeah, agreed. Because yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those, but so, just based on who's in them, yeah. So I buy the night before That's because it. Allie and I like watched it on a plane ride and we were like, huh, we expected this movie to be garbage and it was actually like kind of sweet. Hey, so, I feel like dad saw that movie and liked it. Whoa. I have a hard time believing dad would like that movie, but if dad liked it, then maybe maybe he just watched another movie with Seth Rogen and thought it was funny. In any event, the night before was really sweet. Uh, Harold and Kumar is meh and I objectively just don't like bad. Oh, sorry, is, is a renter. Just because I don't like Bad Santa at all, and I know that it's a critically acclaimed movie, but it's too it's, mean and dark for me. It's I can't yeah. enjoy it. Okay, now the '80s, '90s. This is like the Shane Black division, even though Die Hard is not a Shane Black uh, creation. Um, but Lethal Weapon One. This is also really difficult. Oh, this yeah. one is difficult. No, 
good. Die Hard and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Buy Die Hard, Rent Lethal Weapon 1, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's cute, you but can, I, I literally, man. like, it's one of the things, like, I saw it once, I'm sure I enjoyed it, but it's not, like, Lethal Weapon where I'm like, oh, man. I'm, you know? Okay, but I think I have to buy Lethal Weapon. Although, you know what? Rent Die tonight, Hard and Man Kiss Kiss Bang no, Bang. No, 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 I'm going to change mine. I'm going to buy Die Hard. I'm going to rent Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because I haven't seen it in a while. I'm like, I don't really remember it. That could be kind of fun to just, like, rewatch yeah, it tonight. Is, okay. And then in this case, I'll just manly, the I'm just going to manly throw weapon. Well, no, like, I'm just the, tonight. By tonight, I make this choice between the three. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy Die Hard because I'll never get sick of watching that. Truly, Die Hard Part 1, never. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang would be like, eh, this could be fun. Okay. But, so, you know, uh, at least one really depressing where he's like, all sad about his dead ex-wife. He's going to kill himself. Like, yeah. I'm not in the mood to watch that right now. Movies don't get light. He can meh that shit. Which one? What? <laughs> and Mel Gibson's still an anti-Semite. We can meh him. <laughs> yeah. um, so I would buy Die Hard uh, because Die Hard 1 is a perfect movie. Um, I would... I love the Lethal Weapon series. Lethal Weapon 1 is not my... Favorite of the of the Lethal Weapon movies, but I've seen it a hundred times and I would watch it a hundred more, so I'll give that a rent. And Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a movie I love and I've seen a bunch of times, but if I look at this three and if there's one like oh I never have to see it, like I would be forced to never watch it again. The only one of those I could accept is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, even though it's an excellent, really, really right. funny movie. And I think yeah, on this podcast barely, we could recommend I it to people like, who haven't I heard of it. I barely remember it, so I'd watch it tonight. I've seen it a few times. You, you should really watch it tonight. And it's it's Downey Jr.'s pretty much like his first attempt at a comeback after nearly destroying his life, and he does a great job. That's so, true. And, he and, Val, and he and Val Kilmer are amazing in that movie. And Kilmer, not Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell might be in it, but I think it's... The, no, I don't think No, so. Mark Wahlberg. It's Val well, Kilmer. And Love Sam. Sam Rockwell can do no wrong. Put him in a movie. Guy. Love him. Maybe he's in it, but 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 Val Kilmer is the is the buddy in the buddy cop show, yeah. and he's amazing. Um, okay, next. All right, we're almost we're almost through. This one's this one's not easy. No, this is, these are supposed to be tough. So this is the dark humor. Um, these slash, are great categories. Slash puppets. <laughs> collection. Right. Okay, can I go first? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me read them first. The original Gremlins, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and Scrooged. Oh, by the way, we never asked you at the beginning of the podcast how you were. Oh, well, we just had to get to it this time. I'm fine. Okay. I just well, remember. <laughs> so we're now past me even remembering. Right. And I guarantee you, Becky was like, asking him at the end, and we're still going to forget. <laughs> so um, continue. Okay. You wanted to go first on this one? Yeah, okay, so you have to buy Nightmare Before Christmas. It's just so special, and I've seen it so many times. I definitely would rent Gremlins multiple times in my life, and I'd mess Scrooge because it's good. I know it's, like, super funny and awesome from, like, our era, but nah, I don't care that much. So I'd buy Nightmare Before Christmas. I rewatched Gremlins last Christmas. That was my last last, last Christmas. Oh, that we, was We watched it, too. That is a freaky yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a freaky movie. Um... And so I think in light of that, I would probably rent Scrooge this year. Huh. And, right. So. And, so wait, so you're basing your thing on what your current mood is. Yeah, like what would I, I'm playing I by my own pref- set of rules. Okay, that's fine. I think that's cool. You just need to just keep prefacing as long, that. As long as you give context, I think that's fair. Yeah. I just be like, 
you know, because a lot of these sure. are hard choices. So well, if I, I really had to make this choice right now, I'd be like, I watched Gremlins last Christmas, super weird movie. Let's watch Scrooge this Christmas. Sam Rockwell's not in Kiss Kiss Bang. So I'd be really interested for you to report back on Scrooge. So I am going to go with, I'm, I actually own Nightmare Before Christmas, but if I'm going to go with buy Scrooged, rent Nightmare Before Christmas, and met on Gremlins 1. Not because, you, I mean, these are all super cool oh. movies. Wait a second, you can't do that, because you literally own Nightmare Before Christmas, and you don't own Scrooge. No, but now he's just talking hypothetically, not based on this. I'm I'm talking that I I look at this list, and so here's where I'm going to go with this, okay. uh, Like, Becky and I, we don't own a single one of these movies, but you actually (laughs) own one of them. Wait, no, do you want to laugh? I also own Gremlins 1. (laughs) Of the the three of these. So the fact is... And definitely all of these, we know that. Right, next one's coming up. But, but... Thank you, Allie. You obviously <laughs> own all three of them. Next one's coming up. But I'm just saying it's ironic that you're saying that when you literally own two of the other ones and not screwed. I know. Okay. I, did, I didn't think that through. Now, but let me so, explain it. So I want to unpack You want to unpack it? So here's yeah. where I am with Gremlins 1. We watched Gremlins 1 again. And A, that movie truly is terrifying. Um, and then, <laughs> like, zany hilarious. But not the way, like, Evil Dead is zany hilarious and scary. Just like, what's going on here? Like, one minute, the gremlins are Christmas caroling. The other minute, they're murdering people. I know, like, really with, like, like murdering people. And guns and with needles and throwing people off of buildings, running them over. I mean, it's... Um, so I like that one, but we, we should do a whole episode just talking about gremlins, too, which is just my favorite of the... I love this. I love this movie. So, so Gremlins 1 is just not a high-ranking movie for me, even though I know it's, you know, a classic. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas is amazing. I've watched it a hundred times. Watched it a hundred times recently with the kids. Uh, but Scrooge is a very specific memory for me of going to see that in the theater. I want to say with like Jonathan Garros and his brother or something like that. <laughs> yeah, talk about that pull. Um, something like that. And those guys were like really into horror movies and they loved them. Like, you know, you had those friends that could totally absorb and enjoy horror movies and like as a kid would it would make me like wet myself to <laughs> to even, you know, talk to them about horror movies. Well, I think we went to see that together and I'm like, "Oh, a Bill Murray movie should be awesome." And as a however old I was when that when that came out, it couldn't have been that old, probably too old to have gone to see it in the theater. Scared the life out of me. Really? Uh, Oh yeah, the the whole last section of the movie when he does the Ghost of Christmas Future is truly terrifying. But I have caught it a bunch of times on television since then, and it is one of those movies that I I like to watch all the way through, and I think is really heartfelt and has this pre Bill Murray dramatic actor quality Bill Murray conflicted dark character um, component to it, and some hilarious and dark stuff in it. Um, so I, I think Scrooge is a really awesome movie. Um, I highly, yeah, so that, that one I'm going to buy. Maybe maybe it's a stretch, but right now I feel like I'd buy it. It's hard to not buy my Nightmare Before Christmas, especially when you own it already. But mm-hmm. Scrooge, I wanted to talk about. And, and, and Bobcat Goldwaite's in it. And then the scene where he sees the fire. Do you guys remember the movie at all where he's in the restaurant and he sees the fire? No, yeah. but I said meh, so I don't care. Oh, okay. oh it was probably not need to right. rent it. All right, I will I will stop on Scrooge. Okay, round five. This is the oh, alley. This is called... Yeah, because this is long. This is called the alley category. It's all rom-coms. The holiday. This is the final round. The holiday. 
Family Stone, The Holiday, which is already, <laughs> two of these movies already made an appearance on this podcast. The Holiday, The Family Stone, and Love Actually. Hit it. Well, uh, you know, it's easy for you. You just buy all of them because you own you, all You already of them. own all of them, <laughs> and you're going to have to watch them all the time, and you're going to feel meh about them. Not only that, I'm going to watch them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch them on, like, TBS with commercials because that's what happens at yeah. the house. That's how much I love <laughs> so I'm them. I'm watching them at double the length that they actually are. I recall really liking Family Stone. I yeah, really I found, I like Family one. Stone a lot. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, mm-hmm. but definitely Family Stone. I'd rent Love Actually if I, like, I don't know why I would, but imagine I would, and I'd throw the holiday in the garbage. <laughs> I, like, I actually Light purchased that it garbage can on fire. I still think if you oh, slice sorry. just the Jack Black, Kate Winslet part yeah. of the holiday out with them and Eli Wallach bouncing around L.A., you have a terrific move. Yeah, but Jack Black, like, I love him. He's amazing. There's and no I, circumstance no, is he landing Kate Winslet. I'm sorry. That's it's just not, not happening. And, like, there's nothing that bothers me more. Have you ever seen the video of Jack Black guesting on the Japanese game show where he eats all the marshmallows? Yes, I have. Becky, have you seen that? No. I almost want, even if we were to edit it out, you to put that on right now just to hear your reaction to it. Okay. Do this quickly. Can you I've seen Google it's, it's like Google Jack Black Japanese game show marshmallows. Because specifically the marshmallows scene is hilarious. He doesn't even understand what they're saying to him. No, he has a translator standing next to him. Yeah, I don't think he understands what they're saying. He's got two he translators know. standing next to him, like whispering in his ear. Okay, so after we've done the edit, we are back from having taken a quick break to watch the viral video of Jack Black eating marshmallows on the Japanese game show. Um, so back to the holiday, the family stone in love, actually. First of all, uh, I'd, I'd buy the Jack Black video of him eating the marshmallows over all these movies. That's clear. But yet you, you wouldn't you because you own the other <laughs> I wish, I wish um, your iTunes like um, movie purchase account showed you like the number of times each one has been played the way that it does <laughs> your movie. I'm sure the holiday would surpass all of the other movies in your account by Tough like but 10, fair, views. Tough but fair. Okay, wait, you know, so have you given your answer? Um I just to mine. change things up, I'm gonna like buy Love Actually because then I can just like watch a vignette or two and I don't have to like commit to the whole movie. It's a very um, good point. That's and a solid then point. Rent the Family Stone because it's like a sweet family holiday movie. But isn't there like a weird sibling switcheroo with the girlfriends in I mean, that yeah, list? it's a serious movie. Yeah, the they, end of that movie is kind of like kills what could have been like a big chill level awesome movie. It kind of like the switcheroo with the couples is. Their Danes, which is. Danes is in that movie. And Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney. They're both in it? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I don't. No, it's, it's Luke Wilson plays the brother, the other brother. And then Mulroney, Dermot Mulroney plays Sarah Jessica Partner's boyfriend, and then they switch. And she ends up with Luke Wilson, and Claire Danes ends up with Mulroney. And Dillick McDermott's in this movie too. <laughs> and also, Claire Danes shows up like halfway through the movie. They're just like, and the sister arrives. Yeah, it's really stupid that part. But other than that, like Keaton is amazing as always. It's great. Right, yeah. It's good enough. And, uh, I mean, compared to the schlock you have on that burn list, burn the holiday in a trash fire. Okay. Got it. <laughs> All right. So I'd uh, buy. Uh, well, hmm. uh, well, like I said, I'd buy all of them. 
But I'd buy Love Actually, Rent the Holiday, Met Family Stone, only because of that switcheroo, but in reality, the acting in that movie with um, Craig T. Nelson and... Oh, no, Ty, I think we should just let your answer stand on its own. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. It's, no really, it's really representative of your taste. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, to our last section of the show, um, what we're watching and shout-outs. Um, uh, Lily... Okay, I have to give a shout out that like I'm hap- apprehensive to give because I think you re- it's very for it's really for a specific audience. Mom? I don't think it's for everyone. <laughs> I don't think it's for everyone, but I will say this: Becky and Mom have been getting me to watch Out- Outlander. No. They're like, really? Is that that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I also say that I love the show so much I don't talk about it. Like I. <laughs> tell people to watch it because I love it so much and I can't like cope with all I know is that like I've heard Becky and like refer to mom as like refer to themselves as landers no what was the word would you guys call me Highlanders? like there can be only one for the season to start it was a period known as droughtlander no, but then did you guys as fans call each other like no. we're landers or no, something? No, that might be mom and dad's like weird thing with each other. Okay. But um, in between seasons, that drought period landers. of time is called the Droughtlander. Okay. They have like a whole lingo is what I'm trying to say. And I I think like around the time when I was like on mat leave, I started watching it like laundry, but you, there's a lot of talking at first and I just found it a little bit boring and I ended up not getting into it. But then recently... Um, I don't know. I was like, I'll give it another try because they're so into it. Again, like mom really liked it. But to be honest, I was like, what, is that good enough? But when Becky was like, I'm really into it. I was like, okay, a mom and a Becky equals a show I probably will like. So <laughs> I started watching it. In the it. equation. In the, yeah, in the, practically in the, a heart of Dixie. Oh, no, wait. That's a mom and a shy. Like That's a mom and a shy means something that you mean can watch. something wrong with the show. You can, like, yeah, like, no, and it also means something that you can literally watch while you're not in the room. Like, <laughs> That's the equivalent of that, but I was like, okay. So I, you know, I was watching it. I'm maybe four or five episodes in, and I'm I'm with the two of them. And Becky pulled a mom. She, so the, we have like one evening of all the nights I've been there. We've been so busy, and there's so much baby stuff. And Becky's so tired. But you know, I had one chance to like sit on the couch with the two of them and like watch some TV. And the two of them were literally. I was like, we can watch anything, guys. What do you want? And both of them are like, well, you're watching Outlander, right? Season one. And I'm like, yeah, slowly, you know. And they're like, so let's just watch an episode with you. And I was like, but you've both seen it. And they were both like, we don't care. Let's just watch. And they watched an episode that wasn't great. It really wasn't that great of an episode. It's like kind of boring. It's an important one. But it's an, one of those things in like a Game of Thrones season where you're like, but it's an important one for the catalyst of the next episode. Ugh watch it and i'm like okay, no i just also good. for like understand like the, the next season, oh i guess the yeah they season. say it's very important so, so outlander has nothing to do with highlander no no You'll but it does take place in the in, you know in scotland and it has to do with time travel and time so, travel oh, so it's a lot like time highlander i guess yes <laughs> all right sure yeah. okay and so, so we watched that episode, and then like I should, we all should have gone to bed. But they're both like, no, 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 you really have to watch the next episode. And I was like, okay. They're like, we. The whole point is to get to this episode, and we watch it. And like, I have not been able to stop thinking about it since we watched it. And it was mom's like fourth time watching that episode. It was so good. And they both say it gets really like a lot better. Well, people are so, really serious about that show. There are a lot of people that I know that who like good shows. 
that are serious, like they announce on social media when they're going to watch Outlander. And, and I've never heard the term Droughtlander, but I'm sure they get very upset when the Droughtlander happens. Right. So I would say, like, I would recommend it, but, like, to not just to anybody. Like, you, I would watch so to, a trailer or something so, and then see if it's the right show for you, but it is really good. No, but to, for, for someone who likes what shows, would they like Outlander? Like, I can tell you that if you like the show Chuck, you'll like okay, the show Psych. Sure, I would say it's someone who likes Game of Thrones and Downton Abbey. Both yeah. those oh. shows. If you like both of those shows, you'll love this show. <laughs> that, so that, Allie. Allie is a perfect example. She'd love it. That's one of the shows that Mom recommends to Allie that she says, oh, I'd like to watch it, and we never end up getting to it, so maybe we'll get to it. All right, Beck, we have a special request from Josh Usheroff <laughs> for you to... Give your thoughts on The Disaster Artist, which I cannot wait to see. Okay, so The Disaster Artist is a movie that's based on a book, and the book is about the movie of this cult favorite uh, that was in 2003 called The Room that's, like, become this midnight screening cult fan film because it's known as, like, you know, like the worst movie ever made, right? Like, one of the worst movies ever made. And so The Disaster Artist is... Like I said, it's based on a book that was written by one of the guys that's in that's in the movie The Room, and it's about the experience of making the film The Room. So it's sort of like the behind-the-scenes tale. Um, and I will say, The Room is so exceptionally terrible, everyone needs to see it. It's so much fun to watch. It's horrible. Uh, but you have to like watch it with people, because it just makes it so much do more bizarre. you have bizarre. to see The Room before you've seen The Disaster no, Artist? you do not need to see The Room to see The Disaster Artist you have to see at the all. Whole room. You can watch the trailer for The Room or the first, I would say, 15 minutes, okay. and that's all you need to see. If you watch the first 15 minutes of The Room, it You're would good. be, yeah, I recommend it because it will it will make the movie even funnier. We don't have to watch the whole thing. And what I loved, love, love The Disaster Artist for a few reasons. One, I thought because James Franco, who stars in it and directed it, plays the main character who's this very, very strange person with so much empathy. It it really made the film and the way it's written, the way it's written and the way that he plays the, the main character, it gives it so much depth and heart when it really could have just been mean. Like the movie could have been mean. It could have just been like, making fun of this guy and showing how weird he is but you actually really feel for him and like you don't get him but you you kind of love him anyway so I thought it was, that was great and the other part of it that's super fun is that basically every little bit part in the film that would be normally played by like a little character actor is played by like hilarious amazing right. comedians so awesome. which just makes it so much fun and then as a shout out to one of our favorite podcasts how did this get made Years ago in 2011, How Did This Get Made did an episode on The Room. Where oh, they good pull. You're right. Where they had yeah, I, was awesome. this I guy who wrote the book and who's in the film. They had him on the episode and they were talking about the book that he was writing. Right? And it hadn't even come oh, out yet. Oh, wow. And all three of them, um, Paul Shear, Jason Manzoukas, and June Diane Raphael are in the movie The Disaster Artist. That is amazing. And it's such a, it really, it's for so me, meta, just tied it, so, tied it together so well 
And uh, so there's like a lot of elements here that made it very special and very fun. We, we are, ser- are all three of us serious had this get made fans? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I listen to every episode. Sure. That, that show is, that's yeah. like, the dream like, is to want, so is, might, is to have a podcast that good. That is the no, best no, my, podcast. My dream is actually to go with you to LA one time and, and, go, to and, and oh. go to like a live, you a know, live show. Largo. They were in D.C. and I, I had already had awesome plans to go to that uh, show with Dad and Mom in Philly, so I, I didn't go to it. But um, uh, I, I, I'm dying to see that live, so we have to go see that. Yeah, they, right. they were they were they were in San Francisco and they did a like a couple up. Ep- they recorded like an episode in San Francisco, but it was during my first trimester, and I was I fell asleep. I was too tired. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, I'm excited to see that movie. Um, well, uh, Beck, do you do you want to do Marvelous Mrs. Maisel today, or just, do you want to save it for next time? I mean, just to say that um, it's totally amazing, and it's different from everything else. You can I'm catch watching. it on Amazon. It's okay. Amazon Prime. It's different from everything else that I am currently watching. It's like watching a play, but, you know, it's so fast and fiery, and I my advice is that really watch it when it's on don't like be doing something else because the dialogue is really quick and if you're not listening you miss so many jokes and it is so hilarious um it's a very special show i wanted to say that the act for from reading about the film even though i haven't seen it about disaster artist tommy we was so i don't know how to pronounce it was so um after seeing it said to james franco that he liked it 99.9 percent and when he asked him, well, what's the 1%, he said at the beginning, the lighting's a little off. But then he <laughs> liked it, and then James Franco's going to try and take him to the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah. it's really funny. Anyway. Uh, um, so Marvelous Mrs. Maisel did. All right, so for me, um, one a huge shout-out to Kristen Kaivo. Uh, she is an amazing indie music artist. She's at Kristen Kaivo on Twitter. Uh, as part of one of my uh, at- pancake for table bits i drew um an animation of the pancake man drumming and her rocking out on the mic and i shot that up on twitter and she loved it and she wrote to me she said hey will you put that on a t-shirt and so i sent it to her on a t-shirt and she gave me a really cool shout out but she is just a real positive force and loves to pull together artists and introduce them to each other and has been very gracious about promoting my art on on social media and stuff so i'm giving her a shout out people should check out her music and follow her uh i saw psych the movie it did not disappoint james rode and dule hill i could watch them do anything they're hilarious together it totally kept the spirit of the show there's a great cliffhanger at the end um and i can't wait for them to make another movie uh timothy odmanson who played one of the main characters in the show had uh, sadly suffered a stroke and and had a very small uh, cameo in the episode, I think, as a result. So I really hope he makes a full recovery because he was missed in the episode, but they did a really good job and did a great justice to the to the show. And it was, this was a reboot that was, or a, or a reunion that was really worth having. It didn't feel like you missed a beat at all. So that was awesome. We watched Smurfs, the worst, the, the worst of it, but it's The Lost Village with the kids. Even though I took a 45-minute nap in the meta, in the middle, I still enjoyed it a lot more than Wally and Up, uh, but it still was nowhere close to as good as Coco. And finally, Allie and I saw Patty Cakes, uh, which for some but reason really, we could really o- we could only rent it on Amazon. We couldn't rent, yeah. we couldn't find it on iTunes. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, how was it? It was like a fe- it was exactly what it promised to be a female version of Eight Mile, 
Um, with some with some different elements to it. The acting was solid. The woman who plays her mother, name escapes me right now. She's normally you see her as a comedian. Was she was in? Um, gosh, we just saw her in a movie. Yeah. She's great. She Beverly. Was, Hold on, I'll she, get it. She was terrific. And what makes a movie? It, look, if you're gonna make a movie where music is the subject, whether it's that thing you do, Eight Mile, right. Patty Cakes, Bridget Everett, not Beverly, Bridget Everett, Bridget Everett, yeah, yeah. If you're going to make a movie with music and there's going to be songs in it, Hustle and Flow's the same way, you've got to have great songs. And when you're creating songs for a movie, as opposed to something like Straight Outta Compton where the songs are already great, you've got to deliver. And the music in Patty Cakes is totally awesome. You can't listen to it with your kids, but you want to hear those songs over and over again, and they sound really interesting, and the way they come together is really cool. And so... Even though the movie follows exactly the blueprint that you'd like it to, the, the music elevates it because it delivers that you believe that these people are special and making something really cool. Right on. That sounds great. So Patty Cakes, it's a renter. Like, I give it three stars for the fact that we rented it. Um, uh, like, if I'd gone to see it in the theater, it would probably be two and a half, three. But but as a renter or a Netflix movie, it's a, it's a super-duper winner. So I, I highly recommend that. Okay. Um, we got, right. we got through this episode. Uh, we wish Becky um, good health. And like I said at the beginning, Bisha thinking about you every day, little sister. In Spanish, they say en buena hora, which is the same thing as... In Spain, they say en buena hora, which is the same thing as the what you just said in Hebrew. And for <laughs> listening at those listening at home, it means in the right time. Um, in the right time. Everything happens in the right time. Um, which hopefully that, 27, 28 hours from right. Yeah, exactly, after showers. The right time is after The Last Jedi Kid. Mm-hmm. Becky, where can people find you online? Uh, you can check out my recipe blog, everydayout.com, or on Instagram, everydayout. I don't really know what my Insta handle is. Start, start with the website and work your way to the Insta. Yeah. Make, people should work for it to earn those beautiful pictures, because your food pictures are amazing. Thank you. Now that I have my iPhone. And, and, and coming soon to Twitter, when we come to visit, we'll do a few yeah. things. Help you sleep train your baby and set you up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right. And Lily can vouch for my sleep training skills. Sleep, help me yeah. sleep train my 10-day-old my ten baby by the time you get here. He'll well, do it. He'll do it. Mm-hmm. That is true. I did help Lily. But you, sleep training comes later. You, there's not much you can do. That, that's mm-hmm. We'll uh, do it at Pace. Pace. I'll, I'll get you through <laughs> and, it. And Lil, where can people follow you on Twitter? Chichi K Gomez, which one day will reveal the the meaning behind that name. Yeah. Well, not yet. Chichi K Gomez. Earned it yet. They have to earn it. On um, they have to earn it. Our fans. We have to earn it. Uh, oh right, yeah. On Twitter. Um, and you can follow me at Pancake for Table. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on Podbean. It uh, its website is FridayNightMoviePod.com, and all of the pancake related items can be seen on the pancakefortable.com website. Thank you everybody for listening. And now, as they would say in the days of Sprockets, we dance. Dancing, <laughs> dancing, dancing, dancing. Alright, I love you guys. Thank you so much for making the okay. effort. Thank you so much for making the effort to do this. I know things are crazy out there in the in countdown okay. mode. Right. Okay, well love you. Love you. Awesome. Bye bye.
Oh, how you doing, Jen? I know. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great because I got to talk to you guys tonight. It made my night. It's really, oh, it really awesome. just made my day. It was awesome. Thank you so much, Shay. All right. I love you guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.